Welcome to That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. Today's topic is all about money, 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 how to invest at any age. I know the slow drip of income and the outpouring of expenses that cause self-doubt to kick in when we want to do things we enjoy. <laughs> Which is why I invited financial advisor Pamela Sams to the show. For 16 years, Pamela has been helping women improve their personal and financial wealth through solid financial life planning. She's an advocate for financial literacy and currently the president of the Fairfax County chapter of the International Association of Professional Women. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you very much for having me, Anita. I'm sure my situation is a little too wrecked for you to be able to help me. <laughs> so let's start with the people in there like their 20s and their 30s. Okay. So what are some good financial strategies, say, from the very bottom? The very bottom? Mm-hmm. Um, I think financial planning starts even when you're in your early teens wow. or even actually a little bit earlier you know when you're smaller and you get your little piggy bank and it really makes people realize the value of saving so even when you get an allowance and you okay. want to put a little bit of money in your uh, your piggy bank mm -hmm. you should start a little bit earlier than even with your when you're 20s so really getting that um, that part of your mindset to start saving a little bit. But in terms of financial tips for 20 year olds, um, when you're straight out of college and you start your first job, mm -hmm. you probably want to get started um, with your 401k. Now, a lot of times people go, I got these student loans and mm -hmm. I really don't have money mm -hmm. to start putting money away. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna retire for another, you know, 30, 40 years. Why do I really have to start? Right. Um, but it's a thing called compound interest. You know, a lot of people don't realize compound interest. Actually, Albert Einstein said it's the eighth wonder of the world. Okay. Uh, and those people who understand it mm -hmm. thrive, and those people who don't end up paying. So really, if you could start early with a 401k, if, even if you were putting away a little bit, by the time you retire at 60, 65, mm -hmm. there's your million dollars right there. So 20-year-olds should start a, um, a 401k program through their employer um, along with all of those other paperwork that they're filling out. Do not forego the 401k. But now, a lot of people are, um, what they're doing, the, the auto 401k, okay. so you have to kind of opt out. Um, it's just like when you you sign up for your magazine subscriptions, mm -hmm. if you don't say that you don't want that magazine on your porch every, every month, mm -hmm. it'll keep coming. Yes. So in order to incentivize people for, for saving, they automatically uh, enroll you and you have to tell them not to enroll you. Wow. So that's the key for that. Um, even if you start small, I always tell people, um, especially 20, 20 year olds, if you're able to at least put in as much as what the employer is gonna put in. So okay. that's to get the match. If you don't, you're kind of leaving free money on the table mm -hmm. um, because the employer is gonna match maybe up to two or 3%, even if you can put in a small amount. Um, and that's the thing that 20 year olds maybe not understand is that I really don't have a whole lot of money to invest. Even if you start small, you know, $25, $50, whatever, mm -hmm. as long as you can capture something and put it away for your future, really that's kind of now, the key. Now suppose a 20 year old says, look, between commuting costs, mm -hmm. This new thing I just learned about called FICA. Yeah. And having to pay for this just in case insurance that I haven't used and probably never will. Mm -hmm. Where am I supposed to save money for a 401k? 
That's, that's, that's a, a very good question. Boy, a lot of times people, if you put that money away, mm -hmm. you're actually saving money pre-tax. So you're taking that from your paycheck and you're putting away before you even get your paycheck. Okay. You don't see it, you don't miss it. So that's the key mm -hmm. is that FICA will end up taking more because you didn't put away in a tax deferred type of, of account on that. So there's a way to equalize out your paycheck. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to bring home the same amount uh, of, of income just basically by maybe putting in one or two percent into a 401k because you're paying yourself versus Uncle Sam. Now, should it change from say 20s to 30s? A little bit. You always just definitely want to increase as you as you go on, uh, as your salary starts to increase. You want to slowly start uh, increasing your contributions uh, to your retirement plans um, as well. Um, because what happens is that sometimes people uh, get raises and then what happens? You start increasing your lifestyle. I can finally life. afford the things you, that I've exactly, always wanted. You start increasing your lifestyle. Right. So if you can just capture that and start tucking it away a little bit more into your savings, um, that's the benefit of that. But just to step back with 20 year olds, 20 year olds also mm -hmm. have some issues with what I call FOMO, <laughs> which is fear of missing out. Okay. Um, a lot of 20 year olds get on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever and they see everybody doing these cool things in this mm -hmm. lifestyle mm -hmm. um, and they try to, in essence, keep up with the Joneses. Or every time their friend says, hey, let's go out for drinks or let's go out for, for dinner, you know, so they're living a lifestyle sometimes that they can't just based on this kind of illusion of <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses or that. So a lot of 20 year olds do fall into that. You know, every time the phone rings and it's your friend on the phone, hey, let's go to the club or let's go do this or that. Mm -hmm. You may or may not have the resources. You sometimes you just have to, you know, pick and choose and say, I can't do that this time. You know, I'm saving, you know, for X, Y, Z or just I'm, yeah. I'm putting money away. So don't fall victim to FOMO, you know, 20 year olds. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how how not though because we're so saturated in it. Exactly, and that's that's the unfortunate piece sometimes okay. because we're saturated and because sometimes we um, we look at people's lifestyle and we want to you know I always tell people that what's going on on the social media sites you don't know what's going on with those people's lives. <laughs> it may be pull the curtain back. Exactly, pull the curtain back. <laughs> And, and they're in, you know, tons of debt or they're not mm -hmm. doing the things that they say they're doing, mm -hmm. you know, all of the happy faces and stuff on, on, online. Um, so do not try to emulate that. Don't fall into that trap. You know, I always tell, you know, 20 year olds, um, I do have, you know, some in my practice that come to me. I was like, y you do you <laughs> and don't worry about what's going on with other people. You know, no. we have a financial plan and a strategy for you. That's where you need to focus on. Is it hard for them to make choices between, you know, as they age, between mm -hmm. say private school and the 401k? It's, it's a little bit of a challenge uh, for that, but it shouldn't ever be an um, either or. Okay. You know, so it should always be an and, um, because you can always, you know, bar the reason why people put their, their kids into private school is usually um, in order to later on in life get um, into a better college or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people you are able to s borrow for education. You cannot borrow for your retirement. So you need to really focus on doing both. 
Um, even, like I said, if you take advantage of, you know, putting just a small amount in there because it is tax-deferred growth. So whatever you're not putting in there, Uncle Sam is going to get it on the other end. So if you don't put it away for yourself uh -huh. um, for retirement, you know, you're losing out uh, as well. So it should always be an and on that, not an either or. When they visit financial advisors, mm -hmm. do you tell us what to invest in? Yes, um, okay. and it all starts with really a sound, you know, financial plan. Um, you had mentioned financial life planning in my uh, in my bio. Mm -hmm. um, my practice, what I tend to do is really take what you want to do with your life, okay. um, what your goals and your aspirations and your values are, mm -hmm. and really just kind of match money to it. So really looking at financial life planning, putting it together because financial planning is nothing more than life planning with money t attached, attached to, to it. it yeah. um, so my, my, uh, my vision for my clients is really to have, a, have them determine kind of what that dream and that lifestyle that they want to achieve from there. So the 30 year old comes in and makes mm -hmm. 55, $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. and says, okay, I want a chalet in Italy. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to take vacations three months out of the year mm -hmm. and uh, I don't want to have to sacrifice when I'm commuting back and forth to the nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to carpool. Yeah. I don't want to have to do any of the subway or the train I'm going to drive and I'm going to park. Mm -hmm. You say. And I say, let's kind of reel it in <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you said dreams and aspirations. Yeah. And then that's where we really kind of figure out what is the dreams and aspirations, and then how can we, as much as possible, okay. put that into place? Because there will be some sacrifices. You know, if you want this, you may have to give up this in the, sh in the short term. Um, so I look at all of their dreams and aspirations, and then we kind of figure out which ones are more feasible, um, and then what, which ones so are you willing of, to sacrifice So for? out of the list that I gave you, what would you say is feasible? Um, you had mentioned a chateau in, mm -hmm. in, in Italy. Mm -hmm. um, is that now or is that later in life? That's as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Okay. Have you ever read, um, I think it's Tim Ferriss's four, four Hour Work Week? No. Okay. Um, based on what he's explaining, you can basically have anything that you want. Now, it's all about putting it into a monthly expense. So let's say, for instance, a chateau, as soon as possible, um, will be $2,000 a month. Can I raise $2,000 a month? And do I want to put it towards that chateau in Italy? That's where you really start to break down what sacrifices and what's important to That's you. That's disappointing. Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which is disappointing? <laughs> because on fifty or $60,000 a year, mm -hmm. the tough choice and the real reality that they have to come to is... The reality and what they have to come to mm -hmm. is really just... How do I live for now, but then also how do I save for the future? You know, and that's where you say, even, you know, I have some clients, um, it's a husband and wife. He has maybe 100,000 of income. She doesn't work. They have several kids and they have everything that they want right now. It's just really sacrificing what's important. And all of them go to Catholic school as well. And I see their budget, so some things are, the, the mother sews all of the clothes. Um, they don't take a, a whole lot of vacation. Um, they shop at, you know, um, 
certain grocery stores. That's you not know. the Instagram so lifestyle. We, it, that after. is not the, yes, but, but that's the thing. <laughs> you do you. So <laughs> that is what's important to them. A Catholic school education for all their kids, mm -hmm. being able to retire, and did I mention, they're in their early 40s. So they are doing mm -hmm. what they mm -hmm. want, it just requires some discipline. Discipline, something a lot of us don't have any of. <laughs> right back to go into financial strategies for the 40s and 50s. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we are back with Ms. Pamela Sams and the good news she's spreading <laughs> on <laughs> financial planning and having the current life and the future life. Mm -hmm. It's all about planning. All about planning. Now for the 40s and 50s. Yes. Uh, I read constantly that they are not prepared for mm -hmm. retirement. A lot of them are not. And I can tell you that because usually the cost of living increase mm -hmm. is not the same as the cost of living that went up. Yes. And it has some negative effects, even in the workplace. Because mm -hmm. some of those managers that used to be happy-go-lucky, now that they've put in all of these hot lanes mm -hmm. and it's $20 or $40 each way, mm -hmm. how does somebody enact strategies when everything, the, all of the costs around them continue to go up. Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely a concern for, for most people um, as they are moving towards their retirement years in their 40s and 50s, mm -hmm. um, is how am I going to um, maintain, or at least save it for the future, but also maintain the, the lifestyle. Um, I always to go through a budget, you know, 40s and 50s really need to have a solid budget. And I know, you know, it's the dreaded B word. And a lot of times people do not like that. And no. I'm not talking about that B word, but the no. budget. No, we don't. It's don't like budget. But I always like to, to really use financial mapping. And what I mean there is really what are you spending money on and what types of things can you um, get out of your budget. You know, for instance, I always tell people to do kind of a T-chart, what's um, the uh, essential expenses and then what's the non-essential expenses. Okay. And a lot of the times it's the eating out, it's the, the cable, it's the, you know, all of these other things. Um, that's where, you know, you can capture some of those dollars for the increase of things that happen um, 
right now, but also really get that and then put it away um, mm. for savings. So I always tell people to do that exercise. You know, sometimes people feel that uh, some things that are essential are actually non-discretionary. I always use my uh, husband as an example. We have DirecTV mm -hmm. and we got it for the NFL Sunday ticket <laughs> and that is a necessity for him. It's okay. not a discretionary. I would consider it that way because, you know, but we put it into our budget mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. that's what he wanted for there and maybe we can take it out uh, on the other side with something else. But it's really a good exercise to say where is your money because a lot of people have just have leaks and their uh, and their expenditures, especially you know? now with this monthly subscription exactly. push that all yeah. the companies are doing. Yeah, and they get you that way because then you just put your debit card, and every month it comes out, and you go, "What did I spend nineteen ninety nine on?" <laughs> Happened to me the other day when I was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I did something for uh, one of the apps or something on mm -hmm. on iPhone, and I was like, "What's nineteen ninety four for iPhone?" And it's something that you you know subscribe to, so. People are, you get caught <laughs> sometimes yes. with, with yes. that. So it's really good to do that exercise on a regular basis. Now, are the strategies for the 40s and 50s different from those in the 20s and 30s? Yes, yes. Um, and what you're really focusing on now is really during your accumulation years, really trying to capture as much of, of your uh, income as possible to put away uh, for the future. So this is where you start to slowly increase your, your 401k contributions, mm -hmm. uh, if you can. Um, you want to reevaluate your life insurance strategies as well because now you have probably more children and things like that. Um, if something happened to you, uh, you may want to make sure that you're covered uh, financially okay. for life insurance. So you want to do that um, as well. Uh, and then, you know, it's not very popular, but you do get it through your employer is disability insurance. So, so what, mm. you know, what happens if something happens and you become disabled and people are relying on your salary? Um, so making sure you have some of those. So it's more kind of a budget thing and mm -hmm. it's also an insurance thing and making sure you have the key things in place uh, for the future. So that's what 40s and 50 year olds are really focused in on. So what is your advice to somebody let's say 50 years old mm -hmm. that is just starting to save for retirement? Um, what I tell them is really, you know, you always have to start where you, where you are. So really, you know, even if you're able to put away a little bit of money, you know, first, you know, I always say, let's take an assessment of where you are, what do you want to be, you know, is retirement at 65 reality or is it going to be pushed out to 70? Um, what type of resources do you have allocated already for retirement? Mm -hmm. You know, Social Security would would be there. Um, they may have, a, yeah, we hope. <laughs> Uh, possibly a pension and things like that. So let's just try to count what you can guarantee that you will get and then we'll kind of work backwards on what do you need to start saving for that. And then just really just starting uh, small uh, if you can uh, for that. So that picture isn't as grim as some of the articles, newspaper articles out there make it? Not as grim. You know, I think, a lot of, I think a lot of times is that um, people just kind of throw their hands up it's like, oh, you know, I need a million dollars or 1.1. Mm -hmm. Everybody's number is going to be different, you know, and also depending on what you want. You know, if you're going to live in this area, you may need a little bit more. If you're going to retire, maybe, you know, down in some of the southern states where mm -hmm. the cost of living is um, uh, less, then you may not need as much. So it always starts with the financial plan and then really what is your vision and then let's kind of work backwards and what, what do you need. But it's not, it's not as grim as you think. How do some of your clients resist? What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? 
What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. How do they resist? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's really looking at, hey, I'm not really willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> so I, I, you told me that sounds great, Pam. You know, I, I could have all of this, but maybe I don't want to mm -hmm. do that right now. Um, so that's what I get sometimes. But as you know, I call myself a, a coach as well. You know, you hired me to get you from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to make those particular sacrifices, I don't know if, you know, it's all about results. I don't know if you would get the same results if you're resisting what I'm telling you now and also the implementation. You know, I always tell people it's only as good as you taking the strategies and then taking action on them. You know, we can have a beautiful financial plan and it's awesome and it's a piece of paper until you start implementing and putting those things into action to get you from point A to point B. Are there any techniques that you give your clients to say this will help you condition your, your mindset? Mm -hmm. to get you ready to cut that budget. Yeah, well, I back to the financial life planning, what I start generally when um, I, I primarily uh, focus on women. So when women mm -hmm. come to my office, women have a lot of issues around money, you know, unfortunately. Um, so I go through an assessment of kind of money memories. Or how did you grow up with money? Mm -hmm. How was money handled in your household? Because that's the mindset that people come into uh, when they're dealing with their own finances. So, you know, if you were told um, that you didn't get an allowance, so you have to, you know, scrape for as much as you want, you mm -hmm. have that survivor mentality when you're dealing with your, with your money, so you're trying to, you know, more hoarding money. Or you have people who are really spendthrift, where they just like spending everything. So I have to kind of see where, which, which one I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> so I know actually how to, to, to make that assessment. Um, and then based on what I find out from, from that, I know how to, you know, really uh, put them in the mindset to, okay, there's going to be some, you know, some sacrifices, you know. What I'm going to pull the Band-Aid off a little bit <laughs> and we're going to have to, That's you know, hurt. get at it. Um, but I'm also, you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever, you know, the, that champion for them. It's like, hey, this is how we're doing so far. This is, you know, keep it, keep it going, keep it motivated. What do you do with the spendthrift that's married to the hoarder? Though that's a very interesting question because I, I, I do have that mm -hmm. <laughs> as well. Um, and I kind of put them both together. And the funny thing about doing financial planning with couples, sometimes their money habits and their money stories are completely different and they never really even talked about them until I'm there with a third party. <laughs> I'm like, really? You haven't talked about this? Pam, or? you need to get him on my plan. Yeah. And I'm a spender. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's where we have to kind of compromise. He's like, okay, this is the game plan. This is the strategy. 
you know, Anita, I'm going to have to rein you in <laughs> in terms of <laughs> what you're spending. You know, I will give you, you know, your allowance and you can spend this amount of money. But in order to make this work, we need to, you know, take a little bit of that and put it here. You know, Ooh. I always tell people, you know, I don't take away, you know, certain categories that is really important to them. You know, tithing is one uh, that people do. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not taking away God's money. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that. How do we figure out, you know, to make it work um, with other resources? What's been your toughest client so far? Uh, toughest client is usually the uh, kind of the know-it-all. You know, they kind of come to you and they uh, want uh, reassurance that they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And then they want to kind of go off and do it on their own. And then once they've messed it up, they come back to you. Mm -hmm. That's, <laughs> that's kind of the, what the diff most difficult client that I get uh, a lot of times is the hard-headed ones that, oh, no, I want to kind of do it my own way. And then it doesn't work. And then they come back and say, oops, I probably should have listened. Is there any age that's too late? Any age that's too late? N I would probably say no. I mean, because okay. even so, you know, you're kind of looking at what kind of lifestyle you want You want to live. Um, even, you know, women uh, in their, their 70s, you know, they would probably have some sort mm -hmm. of uh, form of Social Security. Some, if they were married, may have a spousal benefit uh, available. Um, it's really just all about you know where you are, meeting people where they are, so it's never too late um, to do any planning. Now, the millennials might not remember this, mm -hmm. but for those of us that have a little time on the rock, okay. we remember layaway. Oh yeah, yeah. So can you invest on a kind of like a payment plan? Invest on a pay payment plan. Well, if you just get started with mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of uh, different um, ways that people are saving now. Okay. Um, you know, things like Stash, where you're just kind of taking what you're already spending money on, okay. and they round it up, and then they put it into an investment account for you. Um, that's really good for millennials because you're mm -hmm. just kind of spending anyway, um, but they shave off, let's say, you know, you spend $10, um, they just kind of round it to the nearest, they take that dollar, and then they invest it for you. Okay. So it's all about your pattern and what you're spending money on, but you're also investing. Acorn works the same way. Um, so you're just kind of putting, mm -hmm. squirreling money away and putting it away uh, for that. So it's similar to a layaway plan. The layaway plan. Yeah, the layaway plan. <laughs> so, um, you know, those little increments end up growing. And then, you know, they also challenge you uh, with, I think it's either Stash or Acorn, one of them, they'll, they have all of these demographics for you, okay. so they're based on your spending habits. So they'll say, you know, if you're in this age group, it works. A lot of millennials are using it. So let's say 25, there, and then you would get a uh, a pop up that says, "Hey, other 20 year five year olds ah, save this amount of money this okay, year. Okay, if you want to save, you know, be like your peers." Um, you only need another twenty dollars this month the to whole do that. Fear of missing out. Exactly. Hold okay. the promo thing again. Um, so it's a marketing said, strategy. Yes. And so then they could say, hey, we'll automatically transfer that $20 and we'll put it into your savings or your, your investment account. And so that's where they get people with that saving habit and also that fear of missing out. But it works on your behalf on that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, some say money is the root of all evil. But the truth is the love of money is the root of all evil because it drains you of the discipline to be a good financial steward over your funds. To reach out to Pam, visit jacksonsams.com. Learning to manage your flow of cash will help you enjoy a better future. No one wants to work until they're 90. Invest some now so you can live a life you love later. I'm Anita, your host. 
Be sure to check out thatanitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.